0: Back down. That's why I brought it to you.
1: Went all the way to Canada to get it from me.
0: That, absolutely, I, w- I, w- I went all the way to downtown Colorado Springs. This is one
1: of 857 reasons I love you. Well, thank you very much. You went all the way to. Canada. I'm going to give you 858. You went all the way to Canada to get me whiskey because they wouldn't let me in the <laughs> fucking country. Yeah. So let's talk about the industry. Because, right oh. oh. Ready? Oh. Cut. You
0: ready? Yeah. Here we go.
1: talk about that right guys get in the business for time and money freedom they have neither time nor money nor freedom.
0: The guy asked me, he's like, what do you know about air conditioners? No clue. He's like, well the tall ones are furnaces, the short ones are <laughs> air conditioners. You seem like a good dude, let's <laughs>
2: let's let's bring you in. A deep seed burning desire that becomes part of your DNA. Are you gonna do it when it becomes hard?
1: Good looking stuff, Gary. Thanks, Wally. It's Canadian whiskey, huh? Yes, sir. I appreciate you bringing it down for us. It's my pleasure. You know, Drew and I were talking earlier about what, it's been kind of a crazy year for you, by the way. A little bit, a <laughs> little bit. We'll talk about that too, because I want Gary to hear the whole story about, I know he knows what happened with John, but also with you lately, and we'll talk about that, because that's pretty big stuff. I think it also, it's interesting if we were talking earlier about how that has affected how you wanna help contractors. Not just in the business, but in the mind, the body, the spirit. Yeah. Would you tell Gary what happened?
2: Oh, well, I guess it's about three and a half weeks ago or so, July 20th, I'll never forget that date. Uh, I was on vacation, woke up one morning on vacation in Myrtle Beach the day after we got down to Myrtle Beach and. Uh, wasn't feeling good, and um, I lost my older brother nine months ago, uh, as you know, to a heart issue, heart arrhythmia, which was more of a genetic thing, an electrical thing going on with his heart. Lost my younger brother at 38, which is 13, just over 13 Crazy, years man. ago. Uh, his was a heart attack due to blockage. And so uh, I, I wake up and um, not feeling real good, and um, a younger, stupider me would have... Uh, when asked if I should go to the hospital, I would have said no. But I was with my girlfriend, and I was restless enough in in bed that I woke her up. And she said, she asked me if I felt okay, and I said no. And she says you want to go get checked out, and I said, yeah, let's let's go get checked out. She says that way we rule out anything. We can enjoy the rest of our vacation. It's the first day of our vacation. Let's let's rule out anything. And I said yeah, let's go. Um, woke up, went to brush my teeth, went back to look at the look out the window because uh, people were just kind of getting on the beach, and we had a great view from the 27th floor. The hotel, and uh, boom, down I went. And uh, crazy, yeah. That's the that's the last thing I remember. Of course, I, I know the whole story because it's been retold to me by by Kim. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I suffered a heart attack, uh, ventricular fibration, fibrillation, fibrillation.
1: fibrillation. So that three times fast. After some Canadian whiskey. Have a little more <laughs> Canadian
0: whiskey, Drew. That you won't care whether or not you can say that.
1: For liberation. For liberation.
2: Yeah. Whatever. Once you say it, you can't for liberation. Once you suffer you can't say it, right? So um yeah, yeah. Hey, we're laughing now, we could be crying. I had hundred percent hundred percent blockage and ninety eight percent blockage in another artery and, and they had to hit you with the paddles and the whole thing in the ambulance, right? I went into you car- were gone cardiac arrest at that point. You were gone. That. You were you were te- tech you were technically gone, right? I was gone. Yeah. You had transcended this world to the next. Twice in, uh, twice in the hotel room, twice in the... Uh... Oh, they hit you with the paddle in the hotel room too? Twice. And then twice in the... Twice in the ambulance. Probably some adrenaline. And uh, once in the ER. Yeah. Because uh, they lost me three times. Holy cow. So, now, here's the interesting thing. 95% of the people who suffer a heart attack will survive. 95% of the people who suffer a heart attack with sudden cardiac arrest die. So I'm in the... Five percentile of people who survive what I went through. Um, very fortunate, got two stents, um, cleared out the blockage. Heart's in great shape now, so I, I came back stronger than ever. I feel great. Um, I lost some weight. I'm focused on great, diet, man. exercise. Thank you.
1: So, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting few weeks, as you said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been an interesting year for you. You've been through a lot. and He's still with us. Glad he is. Yeah, I'm the last Cameron in the industry. There were
2: six of us in and I'm the last one still here. Wow. And uh so you better get your son in the business or something. Yeah, you, uh,
0: you and Kim better get busy.
2: <laughs> so we are uh so the mission takes on new meaning. The mission of yeah. of why I do what I do takes on new meaning. It was not just to to live a legacy of myself and my brothers and my family, uh, but it's now to, to leave that legacy as well. But yeah, you know, I I see the the hard lives that contractors live and the and the struggle that they a lot of them go through just not only business wise, but health and relationship and fitness and nutrition
1: and um, we always talk about that right guys get in the business for time and money freedom, they have neither time nor money nor freedom, and sometimes they don't even have health. Right. Right. My
2: dad had his heart attack in the contracting business at fifty nine, still you know still with us thankfully, but uh, you know since retired, mom's retired, mom's retired. That's, that's retired. interesting,
1: yeah. Because, so like. He was saying earlier, because of the situation with the heart attack, that his purpose for working with contractors is like gone to a whole new level, not just about the business side, but about the personal side. And you've already been, always been big into personal development. I met you, geez, I don't know, 16, 17, you know, you got my first job in the industry from this guy. Yeah. And you and I talked about mindset and personal development, like the very first time you interviewed me. Um, I'm curious, Gary, you've been doing this, you've been in this industry for a long time, a couple of weeks. 1983. <laughs> 1983. And uh, when I graduated high school, started when he was three. Not
2: quite.
1: Just along the lines of what, what Drew was talking about, how important do you think the, uh, the mindset is? I mean, obviously you're a business consultant, a business expert, I get it. But how important do you find the mindset to be with contractors?
0: It's undervalued with the contractor, but I think, you know, in answer to your question, it's it's probably the single most important thing. I mean, it's where everything starts. That's probably where the weakness is, though, is we, we don't give it enough attention. We don't spend enough time thinking about what we're thinking about. And, I mean, just the whole health question uh, comes up. Uh, people have accused me personally of being a food Nazi. And, uh, you know, historically, when I run meetings and different things, I, I won't serve foods that are really bad for you at all and so forth and i've been in fitness and sports my whole life so but it it goes back to that particular problem which is you know if you do a little bit over a long period of time it adds up to a lot and the mindset i think is the same thing is you know you really gotta you gotta focus on what it is that's
1: important you i mean as much as we all travel you know and i'm in the worst shape of the three of us for sure uh, but i have my little routine that i do my yoga my meditation and blood pressure's good cholesterol's a little high but working on that but um it takes a lot of endurance to travel and to work and to be in two or three hotels every week two or three or four or five or six airports and uh so it takes that kind of focus and yes, determination tell me what the industry means to you Gary.
0: well that's a great question um for me it's it's pretty much everything it's given me everything that i have uh, personally and professionally. Um, you know, when I got out of school, I did not have a job. Nobody was really getting jobs. 1983 was kind of tough economic times. A lot of people don't realize how bad it was. This was the Reagan's first term. It was not good from an economic point of view. Jobs were tough. And I remember when I interviewed, I, you just couldn't get a job. There was too many people looking for work and not enough jobs. Uh, but a buddy I played college baseball with asked me, uh, you know, he's like, do you have a job yet? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I can get you a job. Come on over. And, and uh, his name is Jeff Evans. Jeff Evans is still in this industry. Jeff Evans is like a sales manager, or general manager in this trade. <laughs> so um, anyway, I, I got this job with a company called Magic Chef Air Conditioning. And uh, in the interview, they asked me, you know, what do you know about you know, the air conditioning Wasn't business? that
1: a brand of equipment, Magic Chef?
0: Magic Chef was a privately owned company that made appliances and air conditioning okay. was one of the divisions. Gotcha. So mostly it was a, microwaves, Admiral yeah. refrigeration, so forth. Uh, it's since been consolidated, but the guy asked me, he's like, "What do you know about air conditioning?" No clue. He's like, "Well, the tall ones are furnaces, the short ones are air conditioners." You seem like a good dude. Let's 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 bring you in. So, uh, for so for me, it was it was my career start, and um, I, I just uh, you know I, I obviously I'm in the retail side now, and I'm in a different place than working for the manufacturers, but it's created wealth. It's uh, created prosperity for my family. It's put three kids through educations. Uh, they basically, you know, are, are in a position in life that most people don't get that opportunity. And so we-
1: And by the money. way, your wealth isn't just in the consulting side. You owned, bought and sold many HVAC companies. That's true. That's you made true. a lot of money on that contracting side.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But it's all part of that industry. Yeah. And so the industry is, is a, it's a great place because you can make a lot of money um and i think you can have time and money freedom wealth and if you do it right uh, if you do it right and uh, so for me it's been it's been special and i'll tell you the best part for me is i got to meet some of the greatest people on the planet and i just tell you Aww. that this industry is He's talking about you and me is pretty awesome so i i can't imagine working in any other trade i love it
1: we got to meet a pretty special little ball guy ourselves yeah <laughs> i love you brother I love you, brother uh for me it's been everything too uh, 16, 17 years ago, living in a homeless shelter. I read this ad that drew, I didn't know drew at the time, but drew had put this ad in the local newspaper, the sports section. And it was like a, not a quarter page. I want to say maybe an eighth, eighth of a page ad, big ad though. Big ad. And didn't say anything about HVAC, but like, are you motivated? Can you sell? Can you talk to people? Blah, 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 blah. Six figure opportunity, company vehicle, blah, 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 vehicle allowance, blah, benefits, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Man, I could do something like that. Good. I've, been, I've been in the shelter for six months trying to find a job. And uh, it's really interesting because I went in there and interviewed. I completely straight withdrew about my record and everything. Didn't try to hide it from him. And it turns out I was number three on their list, but they were only hiring two guys. Uh, turns out the number two guy had also been in some trouble and wasn't really honest with him about it. So when they called him to hire Winston, Winston done his love to death, he's like a brother. Winston couldn't take the job because he hadn't been truthful about that. So after Winston didn't return the call after a couple of weeks, they called me back. I was their third choice, but I got the opportunity. And uh, never looked back, man. And uh, a lot of appreciation for this guy right here. And uh, gave me that shot. And it's like you say, everything in my life I have is because of this industry. It's been very generous to me. Very uh, forgiving. You're, Your like,
0: guy. you're like Tom Brady. You you were the third choice. He was the sixth round draft <laughs> pick, but you're both Hall of Famers. That's me. You're in the Hall of Fame.
1: I am? Aww.
2: Now it's, uh, you know, not to kind of be redundant as to obviously what you two said, but I mean, yeah, everything, right? It, it means everything. I mean, I've been in this business since I was 12. Came home from swim team practice and would jump on a truck and just be a pair of hands. and. I've worked in every facet of this business except being a service tech. I was an installer, but was never a service tech. Um, but yeah, I guess to add on to what you guys said, one of the coolest things is, is, is not just that we get to meet some really great people, obviously, you know, people that we network with around the industry and whatnot, people wh- whose homes we go into. But for me, I guess, especially now, being the, you know, the trainer, the coach, the consultant, and, and even thinking about why I do what I do, it's the impact that I get to make in people's lives, whether I, it's, it's being instrumental in hiring them and giving an opportunity that they then make the Jim most Ma, of, right? Yeah. You, you parlayed that, I gave, I gave you an opportunity, you seized the opportunity. Um, or that we can go into a house and solve a problem, and make a difference in someone's life, you know, life. Uh, maybe they're suffering, the kids suffer from allergies or asthma and can't get any sleep. And you go in there and you do some things that either everybody else ignored or no one else knew what to do. And you make that impact and you solve that problem, and you make that impact in that customer's life, and so that's really that's really cool for me. Is that I get to hire guys now go do that, um, you know, or I get to work with companies and I make an impact in the employees that I work with or the owners of those companies, because I I've got some people right now that I'm working with, um, I've not only helped impact their business with what we do, my, my business partner Russ and I, but I've noticed some things like you were saying a little bit earlier about what's going on in their, their marriage, what's going on in their relationships with their kids or their health. And I've referred them to people uh, or even coached them a little bit myself to help put them on a different path. Yeah. Where they've improved their marriage, they've improved that relationship with their, their kid or they, they've addressed their health yeah. because, of, because of something. And uh, hey, if you can make an impact in this world and, and still make money and have fun like we do, yeah. then it makes it all worthwhile.
1: It's funny, after you hired me, I don't know, three, four, five months later, I'm making some money. Uh, ended up meeting a girl, moving in with her, and I went down to treat myself to a Harley Davidson and drove down to Pueblo, Colorado and bought a 2003 anniversary edition Fat Boy, And I brought it back home and I called you. You may not remember this. Maybe you do. And I said, man, I just got this motorcycle. And the first thing you asked me is you said, now, wait a minute. Did you just happen to buy a motorcycle or did you make it an express goal to get that Harley? And I said, it was a goal, man. I used to sit on a penitentiary thinking, man, I'm gonna get me a motorcycle one day and I'm gonna ride like the wind, wind blowing through my hair. That didn't work out, but (laughs) the rest of it worked out.
0: (laughs) I haven't had that dream.
1: (laughs) It's a pretty special industry. And I gotta tell you, man, it's a kick in the pants, getting to work with two guys that I've respected, admired for many years. The guy that brought me into the industry. Remember I tried to hire you in 2007. I couldn't afford you in my HVAC company. I Still remember, can't afford you. I do remember that. Still can't afford you. <laughs> now you bring me whiskey from Canada.
0: You don't have to afford me, I man. I, I come here and talk to you for free. <laughs> it brings to hang out of here This
2: is great. It, it is a neat, uh, neat little thing. This little fraternity that we've we've got, where we've all kind of come together for the greater good.
1: It's a kick in the pants. I love you both, man. You too, Appreciate all you do.
2: I got a,
0: I got a question for you guys. So, um, Drew, you made a, a pretty cool point about. Working with people, the psychology of just getting somebody to sort of see the ability to set goals and then, you know, maybe establish a dream or something that's beyond what they were thinking. And I guess I'm curious to how you two guys, uh, you know, have approached that and just how you've seen that as a, not just a problem, but an opportunity to coach, you know, a business owner who's focused. Got their head down, doing the work, you know, basically making a living, and then getting them into a position where they can think about the business actually becoming something that's more. So instead of working in the business, and you know, they can start working on the business.
2: Yeah, I, I, that's a great. That's a great question. Uh, you know, the the chic phrase today is start with why, right? You know, Simon Sinek in the book and the video and whatnot. But anybody anybody can teach you what to do. You maybe even teach you how to do it. But if there's not the motivation of the why, if it doesn't become, I think you talk about it uh, in some of your presentations, a deep seed burning desire that becomes part of your DNA, right? Uh, are you going to do, do it when it becomes hard? Are you going to do what's necessary? And, and that's... You want it this much or do you want it this much? Yeah. A lot of contractors are in business, like you say, by default, not by design. They, they, they worked for somebody else, my dad, right? My, my, that's how he got in the business. He worked for somebody else, thought he could do something different, better, uh, high, offer a higher level of service. And I've carried that mantra, you know, forward to this day, different, better, and more. Be something different, better, and more. Why? Because you can and you should. And people deserve that, that's what they want. Uh, you know, whenever, whatever you have in life, you always want something different, better, and more. Right. And, and so going into these contractors, it's interesting how many of them don't even think about why they're doing what they're doing. And they, they beat themselves up and uh, put themselves through a lot of headache and heartache uh, in their business and in their lives. And they don't know what they're working for. And when you go in there and you ask them, why, you do, why do you do what you do? And they have to actually think about it. They don't, they don't really have an answer right away. Yeah. But when they think about it a little bit. They'll find that answer. Yeah. Then whatever plan we can put together for them becomes meaningful. And they'll do what is necessary. Because now they have that motivating. They got that why. They've got that, you know, the go I call it the goby, right? You gotta get out of bed. You need that get out of bed reason. Because if you don't have a get out of bed reason, it's like, oh I gotta go to work again. Right. You know, and so why why do we jump on planes? You know? Why do we why do we fly and stay in hotels and eat crappy food and stuff like that and are away from our families? It's not it's not glamorous, I'll tell you that. It's
1: a calling. It's a calling remember when I met Dr. Covey, Stephen Covey, wrote The Seven Habits, very influential in my life. And when he endorsed my first book, we had a meeting and he gave me a hug and he put his hand on my heart, his right hand, and he repeated three times, you have a divine destiny. You have a divine destiny, you have a divine destiny. That picture there in my office is from that night with me and him. And I asked him, I said, Dr. Covey, what does that mean? He said, you and this story, people got to know no matter how far down you've gone you know you can you can come back if you're willing to do the work and apply the principles it was and I've I've always taken that admonition very seriously how to divine destiny just one thing I wanted to add too that I know we've all produced crazy results for contractors but we have such an advantage because when we come in we have the ability to see the forest instead of just the trees and we have focus like we can focus on certain issues they're all and you know, I had a client recently tell me man he goes you are you're such a process guy and I'm like, you know, I, I just, it's, it's because I come in here, that's all I have to do is work on the processes. You guys are so caught up in the day in, day out. And so we have a unique advantage, but it just goes to show the power of focus, power of process, it's good stuff. Well, cheers
0: guys. I'd like to uh, propose a little toast. Beautiful. Thank EGIA. Yes. And uh, Bruce Matulich, EGIA. <laughs> Bruce Matulich. I think it's Madelich. Madelich, Here's the... Here's the... Well, de- de- de-
1: hey, Bruce on a plane right I de- now somewhere de- I can
0: defend that because I've had a little bit of this 18-year whiskey, sir, so, and I'm a lightweight. But I would like to thank EGIA for putting us in a position to scale the opportunity
2: <laughs> yeah. to help those contractors. That's a good point. I think that's kind of because the... Because EGIA has given us
1: all a much larger reach.
2: Absolutely. Because we can do more Bruce. together than any one of us can do on our own.
1: But Bruce's vision in terms of a nonprofit focusing on contracted development has given us all a, a deeper reach, broader reach. So the Bruce. So here's the Bruce. Yeah.
0: Here's DJ. And EJ
1: t- and the tilt. And to you,
0: and to you, and to Drew. Matulich. Matulich. <laughs>